You're listening to SBS News. The government plans to halve net migration over the next two years by reducing the number of international students while attracting more skilled workers. Central to its planned overhaul of migration is the skills-in-demand visa. It will fast-track visa processing times to just seven days for workers applying for jobs with salaries over $135,000. But the measure, known as the Specialist Skills Path, will exclude tradespeople. Instead, they'll be admitted under a different stream for essential workers with slower visa processing times. Opposition leader Peter Dutton says that's a mistake. Well, what sort of government at the time of a building crisis, when you can't get a tradie and you certainly can't afford one, what, what sort of government decides to close the door to tradies coming into Australia? It's completely the wrong decision and it's going to have a negative impact on housing affordability, the complete opposite of what the government's promising. CEO of Master Builders Australia, Danita Warren, welcomed the overall strategy, but is also disappointed by this element. We are of the view that that was unnecessary, but willing to work with the government. Um, but it's disappointing as we get to look at more of the detail of the report, coupled with the Minister's report. Um, response to questions in her press conference yesterday that we would have to prove there is a shortage. Well, I think we've already done that, uh, that it's still going to be an uphill battle for us to meet the numbers that we say we need. The government is aiming to bring net migration, the number of new arrivals versus those leaving, down from 510,000 last year to 250,000 by 2025. But Peter Dutton is choosing to focus on overall migration. It turns out they're increasing the migration program by 130,000 people, over 1.6 million people over the next five years. That is going to put huge pressure on housing. Greens leader Adam Bant accuses Mr Dutton of unfairly blaming migrants and the government of bowing to coalition pressure. There's a lot of people in this country that want to scapegoat immigrants and scapegoat our migration policy, and that really has to be resisted. The reason for these reforms is because the previous system was broken, the previous system needed to be, to be tightened up, um, and, I, and, I, and we believe that the paths that have been um, highlighted in, in today's announcement are, are really positive. It's a sentiment echoed by Carlo Carli from the Federation of Ethnic Communities Council of Australia. There's a lot of people in this country that want to scapegoat immigrants and scapegoat our migration policy, and that really has to be resisted. The reason for these reforms is because the previous system was broken, the previous system needed to be, to be tightened up, um, and, I, and, I, and we believe that the paths that have been um, highlighted in, in today's announcement are really positive. Former Immigration Department Secretary Abel Rizvi says coalition policies contributed to the boom in migration. In many ways, the boom in net migration was partly the fault of the coalition. The coalition government in uh, early 2022 introduced a whole range of measures to put the, f- uh, put the foot to the floor on immigration. And as a result, immigration numbers, particularly students and working holiday makers, boomed very quickly. Chef Massimo Colossi came to Australia from Italy on a working holiday visa in 2016. 
He worked in a cafe where he was underpaid in cash wages and didn't receive superannuation before moving to a restaurant where he worked overtime without pay. He says exploitation of workers on temporary visas was rife in the hospitality industry. While the migration plan aims to address exploitation, primarily through measures making it easier for temporary workers to change employers, Mr Colossi doesn't believe the strategy protects these workers enough. Even after the, the, the latest announcement of, uh, from yesterday, uh, Australian migration system is not a migration system that aim for people to stay here permanently. So it's the structure that creates this permanent limbo of temporary visas. And unfortunately, uh, workers on temporary visas are the most vulnerable ones because um, more often than not, in fact, pretty much always, they, they're afraid to speak up. The government is also planning to take tough measures on education providers and international students whose English is not proficient enough or who are not genuine about their studies. It's not ruled out capping international student places if net migration continues to grow. But former Immigration Department Secretary Abel Rizvi says setting student limits would be chaotic and difficult to implement. I think we focus too much on the export benefits to over- of overseas students and not enough on the benefits of overseas students who go on to become Australian citizens and work in Australia for the rest of their lives, paying taxes and contributing to the Australian economy. The latter is far, far more important than the export revenue that the universities earn. And I think uh, it's time for the Australian government to turn around and make that clear to the Australian people. Edwina Guinan, World News.